the Better Brew Podcast. Calling all business owners, busy bees, and wannabes. If you're here, you're in the right place. I'm Stephanie Huffman, owner of Bosco, Bailey, a business, and a bursa. Each week, I'll take you behind the barista bar and share with you the recipes for juggling the lattes of life while looking for that perfect blend. Welcome to the best 20 minutes of your week. Now let's get down to business. The Better Brew Podcast was started for people like you and me. We're trying to run a business, a home, and a life. Contrary to what some people might think, it's not easy, and sometimes we're just faking it as we're trying to juggle all of those plates. This month we've got something special. We're going to talk about the grid, and I'm going to take you through each of the four quadrants. If you've ever experienced a sudden crisis or dramatic life change, you know that universal feeling that often accompanies one. It's as if you're sitting on this carousel that just keeps spinning faster and faster and no one's at the controls. And just when you try to get off, you realize that holding on for dear life and riding it out is the safest option. But sometimes it's so exhausting, you just pray for it to stop. Deep down, you know the moment's going to come where you just need to jump off and face the risk. I wrote those words more than 10 years ago. I was going through a very difficult time. And I needed something to help me get up off the couch, or at least out of my fuzzy slippers and out of my kitchen, and back into the game of life. As my grandmother had always taught me, get out the pen and the yellow pad and start writing it down. Make lists. And so I did. Eventually, my lists morphed into a grid. And as time drew on, I noticed this new way of looking at my life on paper was not just revealing. It had become a living, working document of guidance. And by tweaking it daily, if not weekly, it was beginning to help me prioritize and motivate myself, as I said, to get back into the game of life. During that time, I had a call from a friend. She was going through a difficult situation as well. I encouraged her to grab a piece of paper and mark off four separate sections. And she did. What followed was a very eye-opening discussion. And the next time I saw her, she had taken the notes from our chat and managed to polish them into a very neat, very tidy set of squares, which would indeed become the official grid exercise. I am pleased to tell you, that that same person from 10 years ago is here with me today to share a little bit about that experience and talk about the grid with me in hopes that it will help you. Hi, Laura Lynn. Hi, Stephanie. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. You actually were there. This is what's so cool about having you on the show today. You actually were there when the grid began. You actually were the first person to take the grid exercise and go through the grid program. I still have my grid. I have (gasps) that. No. It's, I just moved. And so everything I own is in boxes uh, because I tried to find it for today, but I have seen it within the last three months that I still have it. You're kidding me. I'm a bit of a, I'm not a hoarder by any means, but I, you know, when, when Marie Kondo says things that give you joy, (laughs) you, I love memories. And so I, 
I keep things that are very specific to memories. And that was a very transformative time in my life anyway. And that grid was a huge part of it. And so hold, I don't even read the grid necessarily. I just have to see it to remember that it was an important part of my life. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel really special right now. That's really a kind of an honor. Take me back to what life was like for you or what you were going through during that season of your life. What was transformative? Give us the background. Sure. I think it was the first time that I'd started to think, what do I actually want to do? You know, I'd sort of gone to, to college, uh, Bible college, um, and sort of like you say in your book, uh, I expected to graduate married. You know, you, you just grow up and you get married and you move on. And so when that didn't happen, I had just sort of gone to the next job and gone to the next job. And the job I was at at the time was just not the right fit for me at all. And so, uh, but I was in debt and I was sort of struggling with, I need to have a job to pay the bills, but I'm also, how do I want to spend my time? And so just the grid came at the right time of how we're going to do that. And it was the first time I'd really taken a step back to sort of be deliberate and intentional about how I was spending my time. Well, that's just really special to hear. Um, We were on a board together back then. I was the chairman. I took the grid into uh, one of our nightly meetings or one of our meetings And I had all the members go through the process, but you had already been through it. And as a board member, you were like, I've got to tell you guys about this. Do you remember that at all? I peripherally remember um, being really excited and because it had been so key in my life, wanting to make sure that the people that were doing it really gave it the time to do it and didn't look at it as just another exercise with no value. In that presentation, Uh, you were really sharing your heart. You had even uh, taken the grid that I had taken you through, and you perfected it. And when you went into the meeting, you had your perfected version. That was another reason why I was so impressed. And I thought, oh, you brought another level to it. You like added your flair and finesse of clarity to it. So that by the time we started going through the grid, which is four quadrants, yeah. um, we were able to even see it come to life a little bit more. Talking about those four quadrants, um, we actually began to give each quadrant a name. G, gain, gain awareness. R, uh, review the data. I, invest in yourself. And then D, develop. Starting with the G, In the G sector, we talk about, first and foremost, the people who get a piece of us each day, each week, each month. And when you start to see that and when you start to write it down, you're like, holy cow, do you remember (laughs) writing down? You're shaking your head. You're laughing because you can see my reaction, but no the listeners can't there's no way unless you're that deliberate about gaining an understanding um, to and an awareness, as you call it, to know how much sucks your time. If you're truly honest, you just don't realize how much uh, peripheral stuff gets into your time and onto your schedule that you had no intention of, of giving time to. 
And I think we feel compelled, and I know you definitely have a servant's heart, as we would say. You feel compelled that anyone and everyone that comes out of, in, into and out of your life, uh, you've got to commit time to. I, I struggle from that, too. Um, was it awkward for you to look at that list and go, uh, I don't know what to do with this? Especially if I've made a commitment to something, it's very hard for me to back out of. That, I think, is the harder part. But there was a book I read many years ago called The Best Yes. And that just really helped me to to take into account what is my best yes. And not every need that comes my way is mine to fill. And not every person that comes my way is mine to help and fix. And so being very deliberate, yes, I want to serve people. but if I'm taking on things that aren't supposed to be mine anyway, then I'm taking that from someone else and then lessening what I have to give. And so that's been really helpful for me in that one. And you, you mentioned something that we also go into more deeply when we do the grid exercise and it's determining on that list, who is uh, investing back in you, who is filling your tank and who is like, I should say someone who um, drains you rather than a tank filler. Talk to me a little bit about that. As you mentioned in your book, I mean, it's not an exact formula, right? You can't look at a person and say, I'm only investing in you the amount that you've invested in me. Um, But I think you have to realize too, that there are people that will just suck and just drain. And if they're not actually gaining something from you in the sense of they're not coming to you to learn something or they're not benefiting and they're really just sucking you dry, then you have to reconsider if that's a good use of your time and energy. Boy, I I look back and this sounds so harsh, but I think you can relate to this. Those people in your life who really don't get better when you spend time with them, but you have committed so many hours, days, months to these people only to find at the end of that investment that there was no change in them. And, and you felt like it was your responsibility or you're really busy, it's the end of the day and they want to talk for two hours and you just don't have it, but you have this guilt that you should give it to them. And it's the, the grid helps you gain awareness of who those people are and the exercise begins to help you understand really what to do with not only those feelings, but to do with those people. I think too... The grid is a great tool to start that. And then also taking a step back and maybe having difficult conversations with people and say, what are you going to do to make changes and improve um, and not just be motivated by guilt alone or um, not knowing how to put boundaries in place? And I think you hit the nail on the head that the uniqueness to the grid is it is a different tool from the others because it is a time energy resources assessment tool. And we don't really take the time to look at where is our day going? Where is our week going? Where is our month and year going? And where are my finances really going? Um, When we step into that second quadrant and, and do the second part of the grid, the second box, it's the R, review, review the data. You look at above at what you have listed as where your time is going with people, but we also spend time listing where we're going, what we're doing, where our money's going. And when you get to that grid, it's like, holy cow, 
You know, it's like, wow, here is all this stuff on paper that I just didn't really see. And I know that when you uh, pulled the grid out, you told me uh, this week, it made me laugh. You said, oh my gosh, I pulled the grid out. And you said, you said something, I don't know how you want to share it, but it was just kind of eye-opening to you that shows we need this all the time as a, like a checkup, like a doctor checkup. I was laughing because, you know, the explanation of the timing of when I took the grid first was I was in over my head. I had overcommitted. I had great plans for my life of, of what I wanted to do. Um, and I needed to step back and say, you know, which ones of these are actually going to be beneficial. And in many ways, I'm, I'm back there. Um, and so this is certainly not a one-time exercise that you do and then you're great. It's really something you need to come back to regularly, especially if, if there's transition in your life. And so right now I'm getting ready to finish grad school. I really need to be deliberate about my awareness of where my time is going, but also what is it that I want to accomplish with my time and are those matching up? Yeah. And that's the beauty. When we get to this, that bottom of that second grid and, and wrap up grids one and two, you realize this is where my time, energy and resources is going. And then the fun thing is when we move into the third quadrant, which is invest, I invest in yourself, we really get down to business. We really discuss what's in your heart. I call that box the vault. What's really in the vault? What really are your dreams, your goals, your visions? Back um, back then or now, when you remember or look at the grid now and you realize if you want to invest in what's in that box that we put in that box, you can't if all your time, energy, and resources is going over to the other two quadrants. And when you get to this box of this is my vault, this is my hope, this is my dream, you are, you're forced to make some adjustments. What was that like for you? Because I know it led to a transition for you. It did. Uh, but it's very different looking at it now. At the time, I think I was uh, late 20s, maybe. Uh, and so what you think you know in your late 20s is so different than, than what you actually know. And I remember feeling all of this pressure to accomplish it all in one time you know, and, and to have big and grand answers. <clears throat> and I think that would be the greatest shift. I think in looking at this is when I, when I think about dreams, goals, passions, and visions, I'm able to look out over the next 20 years and say, you know, what can I accomplish now? What can I build on for later? What doesn't have to be done right now? So, you know, I'm always dreaming of the next big thing, whether it's, I want to be a vet tech and save all the animals or <laughs> I, I want to go and figure That's out fantastic. How to meet all the children. You, you know, there's, there's always some big dream coming, but it's really, I can't solve the problems of the world. And so in my little circle of influence, how can I take those things and move them forward? Not with an urgency of, I have to do it all now, but how do I build on that for the next 20 some years? And Thank you for that perfect, fantastic segue, because that's exactly what the fourth and final quadrant does, is it helps you develop. I know. Thanks, girl. It helps you develop, D, that plan to get what's out of that vault into reality, into the open. 
And um, back when you ended up really developing a plan, and you did, so much so that it led you to an adventure where you moved to a foreign country. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, this this grid really got me on a plan because I was in debt. Um, I wasn't finding purpose. And I really just um, was a little bit lost. And I really feel sometimes that I thought life would just happen. You know, you sort of take the next step and, and things fall into place and things just weren't. I think we kind of feel uh, as human, I think it's human nature, I should say, to just feel life is going to happen the way we want it to. And then you realize, oh my gosh, that's totally not the case. And I think that that's the beauty of the grid is it, like you said, it kind of woke you up to, oh, I have to make life happen. I've got to create the plan to make life happen. And I think the grid opens our eyes to that. Sometimes we just don't see it. And the grid, you can't help but not see it when you finish the grid. The visual of seeing it in front of you and regular reminders is really helpful. But so it just set me on a path of uh, paying off my debt. I think it was six to seven years of a path of just being really deliberate. I also created an obsessive way of tracking every way I was spending money. And, um, but I was able to, at that time, you know, I, I moved away from Nashville and I moved back to New York City and I worked in for uh, a company that I didn't really love working for, but they paid me a ridiculous amount of money. And then all of a sudden I was in a position of, of being able to follow one of my greatest dreams. And that was to travel to Africa. I lived in Kenya for five years. That was the reason I went to college. I received a business degree and a Bible degree with a specific dream of traveling to, to, to Kenya specifically. And so because of being very intentional with paying off money and how I was spending my time and sort of coming up with a plan, I was able to realize this dream of being there uh, for, for five years. And so I've been back in the States just over a year now, actually. Uh, so is there anything else that you would like to share or something that's on your heart or mind that would be helpful to people who are hearing this going, what is this grid and why do I need it? I think what I realized as I was thinking this through and some of this in my mid forties is, is just a realization of, of what life happens as you get older, but success looks different for everybody. And if we're chasing after what we think success is, but have never taken a step back for ourselves to define what that success might look like, then we're spending time and resources and effort in the wrong things. And so in the past year, I have really taken a step back and what does success even look like for me? And for me, that looks, I want to have a good life. I want to have a life that um, I'm able to serve the community. I'm able to do outreach. I'm able to have friends and family that I can pour into. And a job is part of that, but it's not the only thing that defines success for me. And so I think in part of this process, as you're looking at that I, that invest quadrant, make sure you're defining success for yourself and not letting somebody else define success for you. That almost sounds like a better blend tip. <laughs> what is your better blend tip today, Miss Laura Lim? My better blend tip is to give back. Um, mm, wow. It really has, this past year, I've uh, volunteered over a hundred, hundred hours, I think, at the local Humane Society. I've worked with um, a local food food pantry. And it just is so affirming in life in general. And so uh, 
the rest of my life shut down as most of the worlds did. And I still was able to stay very busy with, with these ways of giving back. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you for being a part of the show today. I'm honored. This was so much fun. So good to see you. You too. Let's do it again. Okay. Anytime. All right. Thanks girl. All right. Bye. And that wraps up part one of our four-part series on The Grid, the time, energy, and resources assessment tool that you'll want to get your hands on soon. If you'd like to experience The Grid, hop on over to Patreon and find me, Stephanie Huffman. If you sign up for the VIP plan, you'll receive a free one-time assessment and all the worksheets. Or grab a copy of my book at Amazon.com when you grow up and get single and check out part four. And that, my friends, is what's been brewing in my brain this week. Can't wait to hear what's been brewing in yours. See you next week on the Better Brew Podcast. I'm Stephanie Huffman, wishing you not only a fantastic week, but that you'll find a better blend.